Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. ESPN Radio, Harry Douglas sitting in for Keyshawn this morning. My mind is just, Adam Schefter just blew my mind. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app, Jay, to fill out your brackets for both men's and women's tournament. You can join the KJM Celebrity Group. We're going to have celebrities join us? Oh, we're the celebrities? To play along, filling out brackets with ESPN and my two favorite things, free and easy, the ESPN Tournament Challenge is presented by WebEx. So, guys, you heard the sound on the way in. The big news yesterday was Mitchell Trubisky to the Steelers and Deshaun Watson setting up meetings with multiple NFL teams. But that's so yesterday's news. I mean, I was this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN weekdays. Last week, we, we had the whole thing set. Aaron Rodgers made his decision. Here we go. The whole show. Oh, Russell Wilson just traded. And every day it's like that. Today, here's the breaking news. Adam Schefter was with us moments ago on this show and said this about the latest when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The deal is officially done. It's um, $150 million for three years. I'm looking at the contract, which is one of the things <laughs> that, that was going on as we're talking here, as it was texted into me, and it's uh, rather lengthy. That is the deal. It, you know, it's a three-year, $150 million deal. And from what I understand, it's a case where Aaron took less than what the Packers were willing to pay, obviously because he wants to try to help the team be better. He literally said, that's too much, and gave back some money. That's not a um, regular thing that you hear. It's kind of a little bit Tom Brady-esque, you know, with the way it was back in New England. But that, that's what happened here. It is a three-year, $150 million deal under his signed. Are you aware yet? Have you seen yet? Is all the money guaranteed? And is there a mechanism by which he could, like, retire and not have to pay back bonus money? Which Max, would... I'd have to look at it, but my understanding is it's a year-to-year proposition with him. Ah, and he has the ability to walk away know. every year after, after each year. Wow. Well, I mean, that's what I thought it was going to be. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to do this again next year. <laughs> and, and so, you know, here, here we are. Again. Here we here, are again. If it's, a, if it's structured in a team-friendly way, though, maybe it helps them keep Devontae Adams. I would imagine Rodgers wants to keep Devontae Adams. I think it gives them a little bit of uh, cap flexibility. Well, remember Adam Schefter also said in an interview that he gave back money. He didn't want as much money. Yeah, because he knows and understands, like, if you take the bigger piece of the pie, it's going to diminish a lot of other areas on your football team. And they just signed Devondre Campbell back, which is very, very important. Devontae Adams in the organization, they aren't on the same page right now when it comes to the money that he feels like he deserves and the money that they probably want to pay. But Aaron Rodgers doing his deal like that helps all those cases. I mean, it's the ultimate leverage for him. Right, because if he has another great year, hey, even if he does have another great year, is this where I want to be? I mean, he will ultimately have that conclusion or try to come to some kind of grips about what his new reality is at the end of each season. Look, it is difficult to know what goes on in someone else's mind. Sometimes you feel comfortable, though, 
with some conjecture based on behavior you've seen over time. It seems to me, and I have no way of knowing this for sure, that some part of Aaron Rodgers wants or needs attention around this topic, right? Or else why do you go on your boy's show, right? Why do you go on Pat McAfee's show and string <laughs> well, us along from really a year ago? It's just his boy's show. I mean, there might be incentive. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It does seem like Rodgers has quite a deal there. But, like, why do you publicly talk about, I don't know if I'm going to stay, I want it's criticized the front office, string us along all this time. I predicted whatever was whatever was worked out, it would be a situation where Rodgers could get out at the end of every year because I think he wants everyone in that same position next year. I, I think what we're witnessing right now is something that athletes have dreamed of to a degree. You ready for this, Max? Mm-hmm. You don't control any narratives. <clears throat> for all these years, people have been writing about me, been telling people parts of the story – using parts of other people's sound bites to yep. put together their stories. Now you're, you're seeing me have all the leverage. You're hearing me every week tell you how I see it from my perspective. 100%. I have the choice to be cryptic or not. I have the choice to omit, you know, reference points or not. And by the way, now even contractually, I've seen the history of what's happened here in Green Bay with Brett Favre. Now guess who controls all the chips? I can be all in if I want, and if you don't treat me right or if I don't see you, very similar to Tom Brady with Bill Belichick, oh, you're not making the right draft selections? Oh, you're not doing the right free agency moves? Oh, you're not listening to me here and there? Okay, great. I'll go somewhere else. Dan Graziano is reporting. He was on the show earlier. Aaron Rodgers' new deal includes a guaranteed base salary of $59.465 million in 2023. $60 million. Obviously, if he wants to keep playing, that will have to be converted into signing bonus. The size of those numbers means the Packers and Rodgers will keep going year to year, just as I predicted, because it ain't hard to tell. Rodgers likes the attention, and I that's hear what he, that's what he wants. I hear what Jay is saying, Harry, about <clears throat> now the, the athlete, like by the way, the Players Tribune, like all the forget about social media, right? I get it. The the stages of journalism, sports journalism in this country, early on, it was a deification of athletes. The the athlete was a was a hero, right? And then a, a, an era of journalism came in where a lot of like, hold on, let's tell real stories. And characters are not interesting if they're invulnerable. They're interesting when you see their strengths and weaknesses. But I can imagine athletes thinking, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, of course I got some flaws like everyone, but 99% of the time I'm giving back in the community. I'm a good person. I have relationships. Blah, blah. Why is it that it feels like half the coverage of me is negative? And I understand where that would rub them the wrong way and they want to take control of the narrative. In Roger's case too, Harry, I get what Jay is saying. Chris Canty brought this up like a year ago already almost. He saw what happened to Favre and he's like, well, however it ends in Green Bay, I'll be the one deciding that, not them. He had a front row seat. He had a front row seat. And when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, he wants to control the narrative. I've, I've, I've been saying this for the longest. He wants to control everything and everything has to be on his terms. And can I fault him for that? Hey, listen, if you win back-to-back MVPs and four times totally, you have a Super Bowl win and you're throwing the football around like you're throwing the football around, if you can get that leverage, get it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and say, hey, don't do it, because we've seen the turn that basketball has taken. And I'm telling you, this is scary for front, for front office people in the NFL, though. 
because this is what they don't want to happen. Because this is more like basketball. Yes. And that's been that's been how the NFL is always it's always been about the shield. This is about Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, you, you can actually make a legit argument about <laughs> I mean, who holds more value, Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? How many times have we said that about an individual player and a team in a shield first like optic view of the NFL? I wonder how much of this has to do with Tom Brady. That whole, the whole thing. He saw Tom Brady reach a point. <clears throat> now, he became a free agent. <clears throat> but still, I'm out of here. And he goes, so now think about this for a second. When Matt LaFleur took the ball out of Rodgers' hands at the end of that game and handed it to Tom Brady and Brady won, just imagine if a counterfactual, something that didn't happen but could have. Rodgers plays out of his mind that game, which he did not. But let's say he did, and they win, and they go on to win the Super Bowl. Not that far-fetched. Now Rodgers got two. Brady's sitting on six, but it's all with Belichick, right? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, Rodgers is there going, come on, I beat him head-to-head once he came to, a, to my conference. He wasn't in the soft AFC East back then. And, and, and now going forward, I win one more. Yeah, I got half of him, but come on, look at what I'm dealing with compared to the situation. That's not what happened. Brady beat him. The coach took the ball out of his hand. Brady's sitting on seven. Then Rodgers takes us through this whole song and dance. Here's me framing the narrative, right? Not the athlete, Jay, but this is how I interpret it. He's, this whole song and dance. I'm going to rip. I'm not going to. Oh, where am I going to go? Brady retires meantime. Shocks everyone. Steals Rodgers' thunder. Comes back, right? Once again. <laughs> Rodgers, in the meantime, last year, when Brady got beat by Stafford, Rodgers didn't even win a playoff game. I, how much of it, like I know it sounds a little far-fetched, if you're as good as Aaron Rodgers and you've been playing in the Tom Brady era and you see how he set himself up and how everyone loves him and always pays attention to him, it's got to be, to me, to my mind, Harry, it's got to be part of the motivation. Well, it, it's, it's competition, and, and that's one of the things that it drives us, but it, sometimes it can hurt us as athletes, right? You see Tom Brady be in certain positions, Tom Brady's comeback, he stole your thunder. Okay, well, how can I up that? He sees himself competing with Tom Brady. Yeah, or, or how can I put myself in a lovely yeah, situation, situation like, like Brady? That. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like a brand. I mean, he's thinking about it. Well, look, I, I think the sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for. Max, you've made this point about Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers multiple times on our show. Hey, you thought they were meant for each other, and you're like, well, maybe Russ isn't meant for L.A. Well, not everybody's meant to be in front of the camera or have everything parsed from what they say, like Aaron Rodgers. So it's more like Aaron Rodgers, like, okay, this is what I want Mary Hour to be. I would also say what comes along with that, though, is a whole bunch of people in your business 24-7 trying to put together the pieces that may not be your own truth. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers deal is done. We had Adam Schefter on this show in the previous segment. Adam Schefter told us that it is a year-to-year deal. Dan Graziano, some further reporting. The amount of money in the deal and bonus and et cetera means the way it's structured, it will go year-to-year. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, we got to get back to March Madness. Most of us get a certain number of opportunities. Some of us get more than others. The best opportunities are the opportunities that are backed up with belief. It's not just about opportunity, man. It's about someone believing in you. The madness has hit its peak. 
We're going to be ready. You be ready. And let's see what happens. Let's see what the hell happens. Bruce Pearl, Auburn head coach, joins us now on Keyshawn J. Will and Max ESPN Radio. Morning, coach. Good morning. How are you guys? What's up, BP? How you doing, big man? All good, Jay. What's going on? I'm doing great. Hey, I, how would you describe Jabari Smith in two words? Fearless and competitive. Uh, he's not afraid. Um, he wants the ball. If he can see it, he can make it. Um, he, uh, he, he, he cares about winning more than anything else. And so he has um, poured himself into his teammates and try to you know, bring those guys along and, and, and give them confidence. And, and um, he's got big, big goals. So I think he's just fearless, and, he, and he's one of the most competitive players I've ever been around. Bruce, who would you say his NBA comp is? I mean, obviously you know a lot of guys due to his size and his frame, his dexterity and his versatility is pretty off the charts. Yeah, it, it's KD. I mean, it, it, it is because, um, you know, his when that ball gets put above his head and it is shot, he's seven-something. And it's a really it's a really hard contest. And, um, you know, and I, I think the competitor in him also, you know, the the, the – the discipline and the training, the routine. Um, that I mean, and I know you, you asked the question, so I gave you the answer. I mean, people not saying that's who he is, but that's the closest comparison based on the size, the frame of his body, you know, and, and just the pure nervous of his stroke. Coach, how do you feel about the Midwest region that the Auburn Tigers are in as a two seed? Well, you know, what you, what you, what you do is you look at it uh, one weekend at a time. And I, I, I honestly, I honestly couldn't tell you who all is in our region. I know Kansas is the one, Wisconsin's in there, um, but all I can see is Jacksonville State, USC, and Miami, hmm. and those are the three teams that we've got to beat. Two of those three teams to get to the Sweet 16, and then on the other side of the bracket, there are some really good teams. That I couldn't even tell you how the bracket sizes up against the other brackets. I just, you know, focused on 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 this, and I know if we can win the weekend. You know, then we do survive and we advance. Bruce, what have you learned about your team? Obviously, you guys have been through, you know, some ups and downs. But what do you think the the biggest takeaway from your team is thus far that you've learned about them? You know, Jay, we were from from I talked to the team about this today, yesterday, from November, I think, 25th, all the way up into February, like 6th. We hadn't lost a basketball game. We won 19 games in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that time, we beat two-seed Kentucky. We beat, like, three six-seeds. And, you know, we were playing really well. And then we lost our first game on the road at Arkansas. um, Tough place to play. Had had the ball, had a chance to win at regulation. Um, and, And so we were playing our best basketball during the middle of the season. We've not been playing our best basketball right down here down the stretch our guys know that we haven't shot it as well um and uh you know scouting you know defenses they they taking away the the primary things like we do but we could defend we get back to defending and rebounding and creating some offense from our defense um and then just and then just doing a little bit better job of making some open shots and we got we got a chance to to do well in this tournament coach march madness there's always going to be one or two players on each team that has to step up and make plays. 
unexpectedly, if you had to choose one or two guys that you're expecting to do just that, who are those one or two guys? You know, I would say our point guards. I would say you. Are, I would say our point guards, uh, Wendell Green and and uh, um, you know Zeb Jasper. I, I think those guys are both capable. Um, they were they were mid major um, transfers, guys from Eastern Kentucky out of the OVC, and uh, actually they were the Atlantic Sun, and then um, um, uh, Zeb Jasper from the College of Charleston, and um, you know that we didn't have to beat a ton of high major power five teams to get those guys. We beat some good schools to get them. Um, and those guys have proven all, all year they belong. And for us to get to the final four, they'll have an opportunity to do that again. Auburn head coach, two-time SEC coach of the year, Bruce Pearl joining us here, the number two seed in the Midwest region for the Auburn Tigers on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. VP, uh, Frank Martin spent 10 seasons with South Carolina. I know you've known of him for a very long time. Uh, what do you just think about Frank Martin in general and, you know, obviously getting let go at the University of South Carolina is a, a, a tough one. Jay, there, there have been six openings in the SEC this season. There's only 14 schools. And, um, you know, it's, it's – uh, we understand this is the business we've chosen. I got that from the godfather. <laughs> and uh, we, we know how tough it is. Um, and the, we understand the risk-reward. Um, none of us got into coaching uh, because we thought we were going to make a ton of money. We all got into coaching because we want to be around kids. We all started high school or, or, or junior college or assistant grad assistants. Everybody started at the bottom and didn't make any money for 20 years. And then, you know, got good at it and got a chance to, you know, do something at the highest level. But, you know, um, you know we've had some uh, – Frank Martin, I mean, Ben Howland. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, Tom Crean, you're talking about, these are veterans. These are guys that have, these are guys that have, you know, been the final four. How about, I just named three guys. Exactly. I didn't have just three guys that have been the final four, um, and are veterans and are great coaches and great men. And so, yeah, I think Frank probably is, 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 is very, very surprising. I mean, he was, he took South Carolina in the final four, what, four years ago. Um, and so um, he'll coach again. And um, whoever gets him, whatever university and community gets Frank Martin, will be glad they did because he's going to affect the basketball program. He's going to affect the campus, and he's going to affect the community. Um, and so I don't know. I just think uh, you got you be careful what you wish for. I was at Tennessee when they fired Philip Fulmer. How'd that work out? Mm-hmm. That's big. How'd coach. that work out? Mm-hmm. Preach. Coach, well, they, used to make, they used to make fun of Phillip because all he ever did was win nine games and, you know, nine games and, you know, got to the outback ball. That wasn't good enough. Coach Bruce Pearl, Auburn head coach with us here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. Harry Douglas in for Key today. Coach, you talked about Jabari. What about Walker Kessler and what he's meant to the team this so year? Good. I'll tell you what, Max, um, and you guys, like, like, like there's no player in college basketball that has gone farther from his freshman year to his sophomore year than Walker Kessler. And a lot of it just had to do, you know, with the opportunity. I get an opportunity to say this because um, you guys have got such a great audience and such a great listening audience. Walker Kessler loved North Carolina. He loved Roy Williams. He still does to this day. It, it broke his heart having gone through a COVID year and having been on a team with a, a very deep front line where he just wasn't getting much of an opportunity and then recognized that he – 
just missed home, and and that maybe the way we play at Auburn doesn't wasn't better than the way they play at North Carolina. It was just different. And Jay knows what I'm talking about. He knows the North Carolina system. He knows they're going to play two bigs and they're going to play high low, and they're not going to play five out and spread. And their their centers aren't going to be shooting the basketball um, as much. You know they are so a little bit more now as the games change. But Walker made that. That was the toughest decision he ever had to make his life, and um, it's worked out really, really well. Um, Max in the air, he's the best player in college basketball. Uh, offensively, you throw it up there, he can get it. Uh, he can finish it. He's got great timing and great can. That's those are not easy plays. And the same thing protecting the rim um, on the defensive end. And um, you know he runs. He could shoot. He could shoot the basketball. His percentages aren't great, but one of the things you have to do before you become a great shooter is you got to is you got to take shots. You got to shoot them in the game. And I'm telling you, at some point, he is going to be a seven one. Uh, uh, you know, three-point shooting nightmare in the NBA. Mm. Already defensively a game-changing kind of guy. That is Bruce Pearl, ladies and gentlemen. Auburn head coach. Best of luck in the tournament, coach. Good luck to you, BP. Go get it done, baby. Yes, sir. It's that time of the year. Appreciate you guys. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Kansas Jayhawks have owned the Big 12 Conference. They have owned the Big 12 Tournament. 12 tournament titles for Kansas. Very confident group. They play with a swag. That starts with Abaji and Brown, McCormick's veteran presence. We know what we needed to do coming into this game, and we just executed as a team. When everybody's at full health and we know what we need to do on lock-in, nobody can stop us. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas in for Key today. We have Bill Self, Kansas head coach, for you live right now. Good morning, coach. Good morning, man. How are you guys? What's up, Bill? How you doing, big man? Hey, Jay, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We miss you out here. You going to ever come back? Well, that's okay. I was just about to ask you. I I promise you that this summer, if you do the fantasy camp, 
I will be your MC. I will come back for it. By the way, one of my favorite times I've ever had with any fantasy camp. I'll just set the bar high for you guys. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. So you're all you're always welcome. We'll 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 find a spot for you out here. I guess. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. First, what are, what are your thoughts on this season? How has it been for you thus far, and how are you guys getting prepared for the number one seed in the Midwest region? Well, you know we've had a we've had a great year. It's it's it hasn't always been pretty. Uh, uh, we we've had some some down moments and 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 been exposed multiple times. And, and our our league is so good, as you guys know that that uh, that can happen to just about anybody. And and uh, we've been humbled, but right now we we've actually we played pretty well of late. We had to. We had to win two tough games uh, uh, to get a piece of the the, the uh, uh, conference championship regular season. Then we went to Kansas City and and played pretty well. And I think we're on an uptick now. And and being a one seed uh, uh, is nice. And as, as you know, because you were one a couple of times, I believe that uh, uh, that lasts for about all of about ten or fifteen minutes, and then it's just about playing and matchups. And and uh, but but we're excited to be where we're at and looking forward to it. Coach, I want to ask you about the growth of Ocheo Baji's uh, game. What factors played in his growth this season? Well, Ochai, uh, you know, he was—he's always been a good player. He wasn't highly recruited, per se, and and we tried to redshirt him his freshman year and need to bring him out to kind of give us a little energy. And I'm glad we did. He ended up kind of help salvaging our, our our his freshman season, our 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 season that year, and and uh, was better as a sophomore and was a. Um, better as a junior, but still probably not an elite prospect yet. Probably still not a pro yet. And and uh, uh, he went and worked out with with a, a group out in out in Phoenix this summer after he declared and and uh, or last spring. And and they added a, a, a convinced him of an element that his his brain and his body could go to from a work ethic standpoint that maybe he didn't know he could get to. Uh, um, and that's been the biggest difference. He deserves the credit. Uh, uh, you know, he's, he's quickened his release. He's shooting it more consistently. But the biggest thing with him is that he's got kind of an assassin-type mentality where before he, he would maybe defer a little bit, and uh, that's been the biggest thing. It, it's, a, it's a mental thing with him. I, I've been around a, a lot of good ones when we've had a, a couple of National Player of the Years and, and that stuff. Uh, 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 but uh, work ethic, I, 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 I've never had anybody that works any harder than this guy. Coach, what kind of tournament are you expecting from God, Remy Martin, who transferred from Arizona State? Well, you know, Remy's been hurt, so he he, uh, he hasn't been whole for at least two months. And uh, we've uh, we even set him for about a month where he didn't do anything. And and now he, he's coming back at the most important time. It's the first time this past weekend I think he was healthy in in the uh, in the Big Twelve tournament and and uh, was a key player for us over there and played really well. So I see him being a, a guy. We're still going to start the same guys, but but I see him being a giving us some some firepower off the bench, some personality, some energy uh, that can change games. And uh, we're hopeful that's the case with him because he he can do some things, especially offensively that that you can run bad offense and still come away with points and and. Uh, uh, we need somebody like that out there. Coach, you touched on it uh, in passing, but what does experience mean this time of year for your team? You have a very experienced team. Well, we we, we are older. You know, we we uh, we probably the, most of the kids uh, uh, were part of that team in twenty that got 
COVID canceled the season, and we and we were going to be, you know, maybe a favorite that year uh, uh, to win it. We were the number one team in the country when that happened, and 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 last year, you know, COVID got us again, you know, but it hit us health wise. We had two starters uh, get it going into the tournament, so so uh, uh, I I think one thing experience is important, but I also think there's a hunger to this team because we haven't had a chance to really experience some of the things that other teams have. Uh, uh, just because of, of circumstances, and so, you know, it's, it's nice to it's it's nice to play old uh, this time. Uh, I, I I honestly believe uh, uh, talent trumps experience, but experienced talents gives you the best chance to win win big, and and I think we do have that. What do you think about <clears throat> having coach to play uh, Baylor for the third time this season? If you both make <clears throat> it to the Final Four, I would love I would love to. That would be awesome. Uh, uh, <laughs> That means we would have won. Uh, what would that be? We would have won four games to do that. So, <laughs> you know, I I, I I get a kick out of these brackets because because uh, it it always it always uh, happens this way, and, and and fans get ahead of themselves and and all this stuff. You know, it, it's it's a two game tournament right now, and and we got to go play well in Fort Worth and win two games, and then it becomes another two game tournament, in my opinion. And and no matter what. You're gonna you're gonna play good people. So, uh, uh, but if if our league could have two teams being represented in the final four, that would be great for everyone. And, and we love the opportunity to play Baylor again, just like they would us. Coach, uh, coach just asked answered my penetrating question. Coach, how would you like to at least be in the final four this year? Is that a good thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes I got Bill to the bottom of that like one. In the final four, <laughs> Bill hey, Self, and hey, I got hey, to the but, bottom but, of that one. Yes. You, you know, they, they, our sport's different because, you know, it's it's promoted as road to the Final Four. It's not promoted road to the national championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though even though that's the goal, the the, 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 the letdown and not making to the Final Four is is uh, is huge. And, and, and losing that Elite Eight game is the hardest game of the tournament to lose. And I've lost, I believe, seven of them. So that, that's the hardest game in the tournament to lose. So so the, the, the thing about it is, is, Getting to the final four is the reward that makes a that makes a great season special, Bill, and then and then the opportunity to put a cherry on top is is what makes it what what makes it unreal. Real quick, because we're up against it, and obviously my mic was cut off from talking to you last time. Is this is this the best shot you guys think you have a chance to win it since two thousand eight? No, 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 it's not. But it, it's uh, but it's uh, it's we're in the game. Uh, uh, you know, we've had some good teams. This is our. This would have been our tenth number one seed in the last sixteen years, uh, uh, if, you, if if we would have played in twenty. So, so we've had a lot of good teams. But but this team going into the tournament, and from a confidence standpoint, and and uh, I I think we're I, I do think that we're in the game. Uh, I really do. Uh, uh, and of course, all all one seeds should be in the game. But I feel good about this team, and, and there's been years where I maybe felt a little bit more confident because maybe we could roll out two lottery picks in the group. Uh, uh, we're not going to do that this year, but we got a group of guys that really like each other and play well together. So I do like our chances, though, Jake. Awesome. I love that, not just the experience, the hunger, the hunger. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Bill Self, you, Bill. ladies and gentlemen. All right, man. Have a good day. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. He started 50 games in the NFL. He's completed 64% of his passes. He started two playoff games. And if he was in this year's draft, in my opinion, he'd be the first quarterback drafted. The black and gold, just like legendary colors, historical franchise for the NFL. People may not like it because of how statistically maybe he didn't live up to his number two overall draft. I'm a guy that thinks Mitchell Trubisky is talented enough to have a chance to be a good starter in the NFL. So, guys, Mitchell Trubisky is going to Pittsburgh because he valued winning Pittsburgh over New York and starting Mason Rudolph not as good as Daniel Jones, right? In New York, Trubisky would have had to compete with Daniel Jones. And it got us to thinking, who has more upside, Trubisky or Daniel Jones? Harry Douglas in for Keyshawn Johnson today. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go with Daniel Jones. Um, and one of the main factors in this is that I love the fact that Daniel Jones is going to have Brian Dable as his coach, bringing him along the way, more so than I like Matt Canada being with Mitchell Trubisky. And I, I'll be honest with you, Jay, I just don't like the Mitchell Trubisky um, being in Pittsburgh when that offensive line isn't sheared up. Daniel Jones, I've mm-hmm. seen what he can be. Um, now, he's had some lows, but I've seen his highs as well. Yeah. Now, the, thing, the key thing for Daniel Jones is that those wide receivers have to stay healthy. You can't be having Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay not scoring touchdowns for this team or not being available. That 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 hurt this team last year, but the, and that can't happen this year. Well, Kenny Galladay actually needs to be targeted more. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, you talk about Pittsburgh's O-line not being a sure thing. Make the same case for the Giants' O-line. Max and I have been talking about this for a long time, Max, every year. We'll see what they do in the draft as it relates to drafting O-linemen. I there is still a part of me that when I look at Pittsburgh, all right, we got a guy like Mitchell Trubisky on, on a cheaper deal. Um, you know, he can patch together work. That's uh, that's how I look at Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, right? Yeah. He's a he's a he's a bridge gap type of quarterback. Whereas I still see Daniel Jones. He's cut down his turnovers over the year. You see what his legs can do. You see what his arm strength is. You talk about the health of the wideouts, the receiving core. You just need it all to click for Daniel Jones, but you feel like the ceiling is higher for him more so than Mitchell. I think think Daniel Jones' ceiling is higher. I think Mitch Trubisky's floor is higher. Like, I've seen Mitchell Trubisky guide two teams. Did he guide them or did whatever? They made the playoffs with no offensive line but a good defense, and Mitchell Trubisky twice, right? His floor to me is higher. But the floor for the Steelers is higher, too. The floor for the Steelers is higher, too, no doubt. The ceiling, Daniel Jones could throw it down the field yeah. in a way that Mitchell Trubisky cannot. And when you look at quarterbacks, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And he's got that. He can spin it. Daniel Jones can spin the it. The ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan once The roof said. is on fire. Towns again with pump fakes out of rhythm here. Now he will fire on the three and hits it. 60 for Carl Anthony Towns. 
95 seconds left to go in the game. Cats got 60. A new career high, a new franchise record. Every day at this time, we give you a chance to produce our show. Choose your own adventure segment. Uh, The options today, Lakers first quarter. What are we going to talk about in this block? Lakers first quarter. Donaldson, there. Josh Donaldson, former MVP, who got into it. You know, he pointed out Garrett Cole was using uh, uh, the sticky stuff on the ball. Their teammates now for the Yankees. Mm. Battle of MVP Bing contenders. MB put up thirty for the thirty-first consecutive game, thirty thirty-plus. And Jokic's team won, came it coming back from down big on Philadelphia at Philadelphia, or Carl Anthony Towns sixty points. The results are close. Lakers got almost 20%. Donaldson Cole got over 20%. Battle of MVP contenders got almost 26%. Carl Anthony Towns almost 34% wins. Uh, Here was Carl Anthony Towns last night on dropping 60. Uh, It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, You know, it it just, it brings back memories again in the 56. You know, it just two totally different vibes when I got it. You know, Uh, I've said it before. I I appreciate these guys so much because I ain't never been celebrated. You know, I don't know how that feels. You know, so to have kind of people do that when I got 60 was a crazy feeling. You know, I remember again, 56, it was kind of just like, it was treated like it was another day. I appreciate that. They they make these moments special. I wish I could give y'all more energy, but I'm tired as hell. (laughs) So... I just love the maturation of Carl. I've known Carl since he's been 16 years old. He went to the same high school as I went to. I watched him throughout his tenure in Kentucky when they lost in the national championship to Wisconsin. They were trying to complete the undefeated season, first one since, you know, in IU has done it since the early 80s. Um, and he's always been a very special talent. But I remind people, I, I think two years ago, you know, a year and a half ago, he lost his mom, mm-hmm. Jackie, uh, and he lost – a multitude of other family members due to COVID. And I think there was a transformation process that he went through because he went through a lot of pain. And the one thing that you always felt like Cat was missing on the court was that sense of urgency, that intensity, each and every possession. Harry and I were joking around like, you know, where's that dog? And I think you started to see that dog more so now than you have a lot more before in the past. And I give a lot of that credit to also having a guy like Anthony Edwards on this team, yo. Let me be real, like it – you have to be surrounded by dogs to want to be hungry say, like say dogs, Say it again, man. Jay. Say it again. Like you have to have people around you like, nah, like that's not good enough. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep setting a different bar. And More I think like that's a kangaroo than a dog. He could jump out the gym, that dude. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, but, he, but if you pay attention to stuff that Anthony Edwards talks about, like, he, be, he, he no don't doubt. care. No doubt. He doesn't care who you are. No he doubt. He doesn't care what accolade. He, he's coming at you. He's, so I, that's why this team is in their position right now to make the playoffs. Yep. The Anthony Lakers Ed- are not in a position to make the playoffs. The Timberwolves are in position to make the playoffs as a seventh or eighth seed. My man, if you're draft, if you have number multiple number one draft picks overall that have panned out, you better be in a position to make to, to, to make some noise. You know they do. Well, Cat was the number one draft pick clearly when his, the year he came out, and Anthony Edwards. And, and I'll say this about Cat and Jay: when you talk about that dog, when you talk about an Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Those two guys, you know, at some point, if you play with them the wrong way, they'll slap the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to have that when you're big in this league and you don't want people to play with you, you got to kind of be like that way. You can't be laughy, go jokey all the time and kiki and ha-ha. You got to have that edge to you, man. That's, that's one of the main ways you'll get respect in this league. That's one of the reasons I always respect KG because people knew what, when it came oh to KG. Oh, my God, he's so intense. That dog, you know was, was. that dog was coming all day, every day. Mm. And you he know. was going to say whatever he wanted to say to you and dared you to do something about it. 
I'm looking at the 6'11 plus guys in the NBA right now. KD, Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, Carl Anthony Towns, AD. Carl Anthony Towns' talent's right there. He's, he's like the right last. There, right there with what? With anyone. It's like not, given no. his size no, and not. shooting ability. And, no. and, and he has his, to talents, ch- his talent's not there with KD. Talent or skill? Both. Right. No, no, right. KD is a different category. KD is a different category. Fine. He's a different I'm category. I'm not even putting him in that category with Joel Embiid or Jokic yet. Talent but, or skill? Again, skill meaning acquired knowledge of how to play and muscle memory versus your just capability of doing it if you applied yourself because that's what I'm talking about. Uh, he's not in that conversation. And, you, all, those, all those are guys who have either won an MVP or in the MVP conversation. But my, the point I'm trying to make, maybe you disagree with the point, is – when you talk about dog and mentality and this and that, to me, that's actually what separated them so far. Not talent, if, unless you consider that a talent. Or, but the, acquired, the, the tenacity to acquire the kind of skill and perseverance to, to apply yourself to acquire the kind of skill and, and apply it in games that someone like Embiid has, right? Because to me, talent-wise, even ever since he came out, Carl Anthony Towns was kind of the guy you wanted talent-wise. Given everything he's capable of doing, he should be the prototypical great modern center, right? But it, it, it's interesting to me how he, he drops uh, – you know, when I drop 56, like he's reminding everyone, yo, you'll <laughs> well, act like I can't do this. I dropped 56 points in a game before. Well, because you dropped 60 in the win. Yeah, right. But I'll tell you, that, though, that's, that, that's that, different. that mentality, we've we seen – uh, Kevin Durant going against an Embiid and getting his face like, uh, like that's what I want to see. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Then there's the breaking news this morning uh, when Adam Schefter said this about Aaron Rodgers on KJM this program about an hour ago. The deal is officially done. It's um, 150 million dollars for three years. I'm looking at the contract, which is one of the things. That, that was going on as we're talking here, as it was texted into me, and it's, uh, it's rather lengthy. That is the deal. It, you know, it's a three-year, $150 million deal. And from what I understand, it's a case where Aaron took less than what the Packers were willing to pay, obviously because he wants to try to help the team be better. He literally said that's too much and gave back some money. That's not a um, regular thing that you hear. It's kind of a little bit Tom Brady-esque, you know, with the way it was back in New England. But that, that's what happened here. It is a three-year, $150 million deal, and it is signed. Are you aware yet? Have you seen yet? Is all the money guaranteed? And is there a mechanism by which he could, like, retire and not have to pay back bonus money? Which Max, would... I'd have to look at it, but my understanding is it's a year-to-year proposition with him. Huh. And he has the ability to walk to away every year after, after each year. Yeah, didn't Adam sound annoyed with me when yeah. I asked that question? It was a relevant like, question. We got I'm good information. To the contract right now. Contract. Leave details. me alone. I even said ahead of time, I know that you're getting new. Like, we had him on this just in the other day, and he was, he had to take, his phone was ringing literally on the spot. I was like, Adam, take that. Get back to us. You know, like, but don't, I, don't take that tone with me. Adam. I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. Um, according to the calculations of this show, it's really a $120 million extension. Oof, over two years. So right? basically, if you look, you can look at it that way. So two years, 120 is $60 million a year in new money, basically. That's pretty good. I didn't major in math, but that it's sounds like a lot to me. last year? They counted last year. Is that why it's two years? Money, money, yeah, money, right. No, no, because, the, because he had a year left, right? And now he has right. three years. Three years, yeah. So it's yeah. really kind. You can look at it as two year extension at sixty million a year, basically, money, 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 money. and going going year to year. Year to year. I so mean, they can maybe better afford Devontae Adams. My damn son gonna be a quarterback, man. Yeah.
Keyshawn J. Willemax is back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern. Greeny is coming up right now. He's reacting, of course, to the Rogers breaking news. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.